This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. The trial ended rather quickly, didn't it? From a strike in the mouth, not guilty. We found no fault this man. Only coming from the Pharisees, not from the Sadducees. The Sadducees, all oh, this nut believes in resurrection. Oh, he knew what he was doing. He was a Pharisee himself. Technicality. All in technicality, he got off the case. Now it's all about resurrection. When the Pharisees found out that Paul was a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, they rallied around him to defend him. In the book of Acts, Paul appeared before the Sanhedrin to give testimony about Jesus Christ. The Sanhedrin consisted of Jewish authorities that were fiercely divided into two groups, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees believed in the resurrection and the afterlife. The Sadducees did not. In today's message, Pastor Eddie points out that through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, Paul used his Jewish background to help defend himself in a very shortly lived trial. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie for today's edition of Running the Race. Galatians chapter 4, verse 15, Paul says, What then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. They love Paul. They probably say, you know, Paul, I love you, man. And, and, you know, I wish I had the zeal and had the calling you had. And, man, I wish I could take out my eyes and give it to you. You need it more than I because you don't know if somebody's going to give you a left hook or right hook. You need to see. You need eyes more than I do. And so that was his problem. And, and, and Paul knew that, hey, if it was a high priest, you know, he quoted the scripture. He said, for it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. This is where in Exodus chapter 22, verse 28, it says, you shall not revile God nor curse a ruler of your people. Praise the Lord. I'm protected. Don't curse me. I'm protected. It's right here. Listen, Exodus twenty two twenty eight, guys. I'm protected. You can't talk evil against me now. Now listen, it's for both. The Lord gives uh, the, the leaders, those who have shepherding responsibility, uh, to be careful how you care for his people. The same way, those who are here, respect those who are your leaders. I'm not saying worship. I'm not saying, you know, you know, we, we can't have a conversation and you got to, oh, uh, pastor, sometimes, hey, just call me Eddie. Forget the pastor. Who cares? Titles, you know. But I understand. But, you know, it's just respect. And Paul knew this. Paul even quoted, said, listen, I did not know. So this is why I believe that Paul really did not know. He could not really see clearly who's ordering this hitting and this striking. And now in verse 6, it says, but when Paul perceived that one part was Sadducees and the other Pharisees, remember the Sanhedrin council is made of two parties, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so now he's going to change tactics. He knows that everybody's in there. He knows that there are two views 
And so he says, it says, Paul perceived that one part was Sadducees and the other Pharisees. He cried out in the council, men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Now they're quiet. Here it is. This is what's going to get them. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And when, they had, when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisee and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and no angel or spirit. But the Pharisees confess both. He knew that there was a difference between the two. And so to the Pharisees, you know, they were devoted to the practice and teaching of the law. The Sadducees were the ruling religious class in Judea. The the Pharisees believed in the resurrection of the dead, as well as the existence of spirits and angels, while the Sadducees denied the resurrection of the dead, of the spirit, and of angels. That is why they call, I'm going to say it right now, it's funny, they're sad, you see. They don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in the spirit. They don't believe in angels. I have to see it to believe it. Don't we have a world like that? And just to think that these are religious leaders, isn't God's spirit? Kind of contradicts their position, their title. Now, though the the statement that Paul made divided the Sanhedrin council, it divided the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Paul's true heart wasn't to divide them. That, wasn't, was his, that really wasn't his heart. His heart and his desire was to share with them about the hope and the resurrection of who? Jesus Christ. He figured this is an opportunity to share to the Sanhedrin council. Could you imagine if the Sanhedrin council would believe in Jesus Christ and his resurrection? That was really his heart. He wanted an opportunity to reason with them through the scriptures to share about the resurrection. Who's the resurrection? Jesus Christ. John chapter 11, verses 25 to 26. Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? If you believe in Jesus being the resurrection, what does that mean? that you too will resurrect from the grave. That's going to be an awesome day. You're going to just pop out of the ground, and you're going to be in heaven. That's going to be awesome. I mean, your spirit will be in heaven, but that decaying body is going to be a glorified body. It's going to be caught up with you in heaven, and you're going to stand before God in glory. And that's where people confuse, like, well, okay, if we're going to be God in glory... What about those that are going to be resurrected? The dead will be resurrected first. I thought they were with Jesus. Yeah. Spirit is with Jesus. But you're going to have a glorified body. He's going to take that, open up that casket. And we're not talking a Michael Jackson thriller. We're going to talk about something beautiful and more beautiful than that. Boom. You're going to have a glorified body. You're going to catch up in your body. You're going to, whoa. It's going to be great. He is the resurrection. That could only happen if you believe in the resurrection, Jesus Christ. It was through the resurrection of Jesus, he conquered sin and death. And because of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, we have eternal life. And so what did this do? Verse 9, then there rose a loud outcry, and the scribes of the Pharisee, 
party arose in protest saying, we find no evil in this man. But if a spirit or angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Wow. The trial ended rather quickly, didn't it? From a strike in the mouth, not guilty. We found no fault in this man. Only coming from the Pharisees, not from the Sadducees. The Sadducees, all oh, this nut believes in resurrection. Oh, he knew what he was doing. He was a Pharisee himself. Technicality. All in technicality, he got off the case. Now it's all about resurrection. When the Pharisees found out that Paul was a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, they rallied around him to defend him. And what the Pharisees really did, they supported Paul and condemned the Sadducees at the same time. So there is a division among the council. The original charge that was pretty much against Paul was because he was of the way. He was with the Gentiles. Remember when he came into Jerusalem, he was telling people, the, the rumor was that he was telling people they didn't need to be circumcised. And so that had been pushed aside and all of a sudden now, we find no fault in this man. When they were saying, but if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. This is most likely they're referring to Paul's Damascus Road experience, the time when he met Jesus. Remember, he said he met Jesus who died. It was a light. It was an whatever to them. We don't know. The Pharisees believe these things can happen. So based on that, that saved Paul's neck. Paul was a very wise man. But he uses wisdom and knowledge to deceive people. He used it for the glory of God. The Lord said, listen, Paul, talk about the resurrection. Talk about the resurrection. In verse 10, now when they, uh, when they arose the great dissension, the commander, fearing lest Paul might be pulled to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him into the barracks. Once again, the commander, which is Claudius Lysus, we'll see him in a little bit. Uh, next week, uh, this is the third time he rescued Paul. He's bringing him back to the barracks. Remember, they could see what's going on. They could see from the tower of Antonio Fortress. They looked down and he said, oh, here it goes again. What is it with this guy? What is he saying? What is he doing? One guy is turning this city upside down. Even the Sanhedrin council, the most wise men, the wisest men, the most powerful council in all of Jerusalem, they're flipping. Now he got them divided. What is he doing? What is he saying? Still at this point, he has no idea. He has no idea what's going on with Paul, what he's all about. And so now he brings Paul back to the barracks. He's not arrested. He's in protective custody. Now think, think with me for a minute. If you were in Paul's shoes or sandals, think with me for a minute. Paul was told of what's going to happen to him in Jerusalem, right? By the disciples of Tyre. The disciples of Caesarea, Agabus the prophet tells him, listen, the man whose hands, who has bound my hands and feet, this will happen to you. Even with the Holy Spirit has spoken to him. Think about him. All this warning, what's going to happen in Jerusalem, you know, Paul already has it in his head. He's being warned. Now, he created three riots. That's all he's done. There's no fruit. Where's the fruit? He goes to the temple, a riot breaks out. We almost, they almost killed him. He gets permission from the commander to share his testimony as he did in chapter 22. At the, to- the footsteps of the tower of Antonia, he shares his testimony. Another riot breaks out. 
He takes him to the Sanhedrin council. We figured these wise men could get it all figured out, right? They know the law. There's a riot between the Sanhedrin council, between both parties. Where's the fruit? I wonder Paul's part, what he's thinking right now. Now, I don't know about you, but when I do ministry, when I'm in ministry, whether I'm sharing the gospel, whether I'm serving in the church, or any, anything in ministry, I like to see the result. I like to see fruit. You know, when you share the gospel, isn't it in your heart? I don't know many of you have experienced, you've been evangelized, you're sharing the gospel. When you love it, when you, once you finish having a conversation with that person about Jesus Christ, that they will accept Jesus right there. Isn't it a beautiful thing? We, that's what we want to see. Or when you, when you do ministry, you know, I'm, I get a kit. I build a shed for the back, of my, in the back of my yard. Some people will take them a day or two. Me, it takes me a month. With instructions, with help, with all the proper tools. I mean, when I build something, I want to see the result of it. I want to step back and say, wow, look what I built. You know, I build, therefore I am. And it's great. I like to see the result. I like to see the fruit. Paul, I wonder what he's thinking right now. He's back at the barracks. He's not arrested. He's thinking, man, should I listen to what they've told me? But Paul didn't care. Paul had a passion. He had a passion and desire to go to Jerusalem. Even after he's been warned over and over again. Even when he shared to the church, uh, to the elders in Ephesus in chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 verses 23, 24. He said, the Holy Spirit testify in every city saying that chains and tribulations await me. I love what he says. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of grace of God. The Lord knew Paul's heart to share the gospel to his fellow brethren, to his fellow Israelites. Listen, saints, no matter what, the Lord may speak to your heart and say, don't go this way or go that way. No matter what, there's one thing the Lord would not do. He would not stop you from sharing the gospel. Paul may be warned to not go to Jerusalem, but the Lord still used him. He still shared the gospel. The word of the Lord never returns back void, even though there was three riots so far. Anybody, do we read anyone coming to the Lord? That's not to say no one came to the Lord. We don't know. But all we read is riots, riot in the temple, riot at, when he shared his testimony at the footsteps, and now riot at the, in the Sanhedrin council. It's like Paul saying, what did they come here for? I had a desire for these people. Always share the gospel. Whenever you persecute it, share the gospel. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ, even when they cry away with you. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ, even if they cover your mouth. They don't want to listen to you. They want to stop you from speaking about Jesus. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ no matter what. And this is what Paul did regardless. He continued to share. In verse 11, it says, But the following night the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Jerusalem. Jesus came at the right time. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say if Paul was discouraged in any way. But I would believe so if Jesus says, be of good cheer. Jesus is always 
faithful, and he's always on time. He's, he's not a minute too soon nor a moment too late. He comes at the right time, especially those who are faithful, to follow the great commission given to us by Jesus Christ. What is the great commission? That great commission, we have it written in our bylaws. We have it written in our, in our vision statement. We have it written every, everywhere in our church our records here when we started. What is our vision? People say, what's the church vision? We don't have a vision. The vision is what Jesus told us to do. That's the vision. It's his vision. And what's his vision? Matthew 28, 19, 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And here's where it is. This is where it is, folks. Here's the comfort. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you see fruit or not. You share the gospel. God will always be with you. Here, Paul is sharing the gospel in Jerusalem, despite the warnings. And the Lord comforts him. I am with you always. And we can see that Jesus kept his word. These are the words he spoke to the disciples. These are the words that now he's even sharing and he's fulfilling in Paul's life. I'm with you, Paul. You're going with the Great Commission, man. You came to Jerusalem. I told you what's going to happen, and that was your desire. I didn't stop you, but I kind of gave you the warnings, and you had a desire nonetheless. You went. Nothing moved you. But guess what? I'm with you. That's comforting to know that no matter where you are, you share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the Great Commission. Sometimes you don't know, Lord, am I in the right place? I'm in the right, is it the right time? You share the gospel. The Lord would never stop you from sharing the gospel. Lord, should I, should I go down to Jersey or should I go down to New York City and East Harlem? The Lord may say no. The Lord may say yes. But if you're there already, share the gospel. The Lord would never stop you. He wants you to share the gospel no matter where you are. And here Paul is doing that. And just probably at the point where he was discouraged, the Lord is with him. He will always be with you. Jesus said, I will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. He's always with you. He's the good shepherd. Jesus keeps his word. He said, heaven and earth shall pass, but my word shall not pass. If I say I will be with you always, I will be with you always. To every believer in the mission field, to every believer in ministry, to every believer at home raising their children, to every believer evangelizing the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether here in a third world country, remember this, that God will always be with you. Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of age. And so we can see that Christ keeps his word, his commission. And so the following night, the Lord said, be of good cheer. What he's really saying, be of good cheer, that means to take courage. The Lord's telling him to take courage, but I love what the Lord says here. He says, be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem. Now, Paul's probably freaking out. He says, Lord, uh, were you there in the temple? Were you there at the steps? <laughs> were you there at the Sanhedrin council? I didn't see anybody come, you know, and accept, accept you as Lord as personal Savior. No one has given their life, surrendered their life to you. To Jesus, you testified. Why? Because the word of the Lord never returns back void. We don't know. What happens is they've been warned. At least they've been warned. 
Maybe tomorrow, the day after, or maybe a week later or a month later, someone's going to remember. Some, some people are going to toss and, and turn in their sleep and remember the words of Paul. It says, this guy Paul, he got everybody excited, but what he's saying is true. They were warned. They were warned about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm sure he's, he's encouraged, not only because the Lord visited him, not only because the Lord spoke to him, because the Lord said, you testified of me in Jerusalem. That's encouraging. Even though Paul saw, saw the riots, he testified. This, and this here, the Lord said, just as you testify for me in Jerusalem, he says, so you must also bear witness in Rome. Paul, because you've been so faithful, you know your desire, he says, how long to be in Rome? I'm going to grant you that desire. I'm going to get you to Rome. Not the way you're going to like, because I think you're a better prisoner than you are free. And for your safety, I'm going to keep you in prison. It's okay. I, I need you to write some books. And it's amazing. And every Roman soldier that chained, you know, the Roman soldier had to be chained to him. Picture some of the Roman soldiers. Oh, it's your turn. It's your shift to be with Paul. Oh, man, that crazy guy. Man, chain me up to a murderer. You know, I have two legs and two hands. You could give me, chain me up to four murderers, but not Paul. Everybody left Paul most likely getting saved. You know, six hours with Paul, you're going to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul, you know, any opportunity he can, he doesn't care. And he's going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. None of these things move me. I love the ministry of Paul. There is no one in Scripture that has a greater zeal than the Apostle Paul. No one. And that's why I, I love him. I love, I just can't wait to meet him and say, Paul, how did you do it? How did you do it, man? You know, you're talking with a busted lip and a couple of knots in your forehead. You know, you probably freak some people out. Nobody wants to listen to you, but you still share the gospel of Jesus Christ, even in prison. Awesome. You know, I just love the fact that Jesus comforted him at the very moment that he needed to be comforted. And that's what God does. You be faithful. I love the scripture. Seek ye the kingdom first, and all things will be added to you. Seek ye the kingdom first, and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. Paul didn't even, he died to a lot of things. He said, I learned to live with things. I learned to be content Paul didn't care about whether he lived in the streets. He didn't care whether he was, a, whether he was bruised or beaten. He didn't care if he was poor. He cared, he cared about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We live in a materialistic world where all we worry about our comfort and what we want and to please the flesh, whether material things and whether in careers. And sometimes we're so career-minded, we don't have time for Jesus. Paul didn't care about that. He had a zeal. He had a zeal for Jesus Christ. And even there... When he saw no fruit, <laughs> the Lord comforted him and encouraged, be a good cheer. You testified of me. Now I'm going to get you to Rome where you want to go. That's the way the Lord works. Amen. I'm the We're sure today's message has been a blessing to you. Maybe you'd like to get a copy. Perhaps a family member or a friend or even a neighbor came to mind while you were listening today. We'd love to help you share God's Word. Here's Tracy with all the information you need. Life these days moves fast. 
from one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God by hearing from Him. To hear more encouraging words from God's Word through the ministry of Pastor Eddie, go to runningtheraceradio.com and then click on the radio page. There you'll find today's message and many more. Thanks, Tracy. Again, to secure your own copy of today's message, simply log on to runningtheraceradio.com. You can also give us a call if you'd like. That number to call is 570-296-7367. Another option to get in touch with us is to send us an email. Our email address is info at runningtheraceradio.com. Once again, you've been listening to Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel in Milford, Pennsylvania. In the next edition of Running the Race, Eddie will continue teaching through the book of Acts. So please make plans to join us. On behalf of Pastor Eddie and everyone here with Running the Race, we'd like to thank you for listening today. Join us again for another edition of Running the Race. Running the Race.